Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. I should like to race. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit on the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high-quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook, and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. The Horse Talk Show broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Welcome to the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio. My co-host, Maria Lacasse, is out this week, so it'll just be me for the first segment. I'm going to start off sharing with you who we have this week for the show. I think it's pretty exciting. We have a great lineup. We're going to have Dr. K. Oton next talking about Blister Beetle. Then in the third and fourth segment, we have a top equestrian here in the studio with us, Dory Douglas, who's going to share some great things, uh, some incredible things about her career growing up and uh, lots more, especially about Lola, who I'm very excited to hear about. And then we actually have a top reiner, uh, Matt Mills, uh, and also Shannon Rafus. So we'll be talking a little reining later in the show to wrap it up. Uh, but first of all, I want to mention the Hobby Horse Equestrian Games. Um, the Chamber and Economic Partnership here in Ocala, the horse capital, is the only chamber that we know of in the world that has an equine initiative. We think it's pretty important back in uh, 2016, after a study on the equine industry here in the Marion County area, numbers showed 2.6 billion for economic impact. And that was back before World Equestrian Center and that was six or seven years ago now. So we know those numbers have changed significantly and, and increased dramatically, but important enough for the Chamber to really emphasize how important the equine industry is to this area. And we do a couple of events each year um, that are equine focused and really they're equine awareness events to help people learn about, first of all, horses and all the breeds and disciplines, as well as the sports that really bring the people here that certainly spend all the money, uh, or at least a lot of it. And um, those include racing, show jumping, eventing, raining, barrels, uh, and polo. So we are going to have top experts in every discipline uh, and equestrians to teach, first of all, um, the attendees to this very, very fun and exciting event that is free admission to the general public at the Florida Horse Park. And we are going to uh, after the teaching session, we're going to actually compete on stick horses. Um, you can bring your own stick horse or make one at the event, and you'll be able to compete. And the top equestrian that taught you will be the judge, and there'll be prizes in each in each class. We'll have a couple of different age groups, so the adults aren't competing against the little kids to give the little kids a chance. There's also going to be vendors, some food trucks. We're going to have a live real horse all breed parade 
um, to celebrate the different breeds that we have in the Marion County area. And I think overall, it'll be a lot of fun. The polo match at the end of the day is going to be on stick horses. We're looking for a couple of, um, of teams to compete there in that tournament. So that should be a lot of fun. So that is October 22nd from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Florida Horse Park at 11008 South Highway 475. And we're going to have you watch this video right now, um, demo of polo. The Hobby Horse Equestrian Games will be held at the Florida Horse Park on October 22nd. This event is part of the Equine Initiative presented by Piranha, and it's a great way to learn horse sports from top equestrians and compete yourself from the safety of a stick horse. We're seeking businesses who would like to compete against one another in the polo tournament and sponsors for the event. This event will be free to the public and all ages are welcome. Please reach out to Louisa at ocalacep.com if you'd like to be involved. So please let me know uh, if you're interested in helping us out there with that, if you want to be a sponsor, if you'd like to be one of the equestrians that um, is willing to come and teach the sport and be a judge, probably take about an hour of your time maybe to come and do that. Louisa at ocalacep.com. Um, we're definitely going to enjoy having a, a vendor area as well. So if you have a horse product or service you'd like to promote, um, you can have a 10 by 10 space and set up there. And uh, you'll have access to a lot of equestrians and non-equestrians and folks of all ages. So um, it's going to be a great event. We certainly hope you'll come and join us at the Florida Horse Park for that. We really, really want to increase awareness of horse sports. We also want to make it non-intimidating for you so that when you go and watch something at World Equestrian Center or the Florida Horse Park or any of these wonderful venues that we have here in the Marion County area, you understand the sport and you kind of know what you're watching and, and what's supposed to happen. So we think it's also a little less risky for you to try it from a stick horse the first time. <laughs> One of our 501c3s in the Marion County area is the Heart of Florida Youth Ranch. And we love the Heart of Florida Youth Ranch. They have got some foster kids living there on site who've been through some some terrible situations, whether that be they've been trafficked or they've been in a sexual physical abuse situation um, or they've been involved in some kind of um, um, problem with their family where they have been put into foster care. They actually live um, on, the, on the facility in Citra. They can house up to 38 children. I think they have 29 or 30 at the moment living there. And they have eight horses also living on property. And this program is phenomenal for these kids. Everything from learning basically the horse industry and all sorts of equestrian skills so that when they graduate from high school, they can actually go out and work in the horse world. Brenda does an absolutely phenomenal job there teaching lots of horsemanship skills. They actually get to ride. They have riding lessons. They learn the basics of leading, loading, schooling, lunging, feeding, farm maintenance, fixing fences, mowing, everything that goes into actually having a farm or working on a farm. And um, these kids really need this program. So we are encouraging our listeners to jump in and foster or sponsor a horse if you can. It's $95 a month to sponsor one and Giddy needs a sponsor. Um, Giddy is a mare, warm blood, 
and apparently is very amiable and caring. And one of the children actually was having a rough day and um, crying and, and sad about something, went over to the fence. One of the horses came over, put its head over the fence, and his eye was running at the time. And the child thought the horse was crying right alongside her. So I think there's something to be said for the emotional support part of these horses and the wonderful things that um, this program really does to help support these kids and, and just how important it is. So if you can, reach out to Brenda at 352-425-0709 and um, let her know that you'd like to help in any way you can. You can visit a couple of times a year at events. Um, you can also get updates on your horse and the progress that your horse is making with the children in the program. So Heart of Florida Youth Ranch, a great cause here in the Marion County area. So last night, um, I'm very fortunate enough to be uh, with the Florida Horse Park Board, to been appointed to the board for the Florida Horse Park. And I feel it's such a great honor and I love to be part of such a wonderful facility, 500 acre facility here in the Marion County area. It offers such a wonderful place to show and school and trail ride and so many other things that you can do at the park. And they have so many events, horse events and non-horse events. And very fortunate last night to be in the meeting. And um, I don't want to jump the gun and share too much right now because I think that um, the the press release should be coming out very soon. But that was my view when everybody was getting ready um, for the meeting last night and we'd actually um, come to agreement on a number of things but there is some very very exciting news coming soon um, and as I said I don't want to jump the gun I want to wait on the horse park to put out the press release but just so you know um, it's exciting stuff so um, we'll be looking for that and sharing that with you on social media if you have not already liked us at the horse talk show on Facebook and followed us on Instagram please do so course we're also on Equus Television up to eight times a day on all smart TV networks and of course we're on the Sky 97.3 and odyssey.com on Saturday morning so we hope you find a way to join us. Coming right back with Dr. Adam Kayot from Peterson and Smith we're going to talk a bit about blister beetles. Stay with us.
This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. With over 70 years of collective experience in the horse industry, Lipchip was built with integrity by horsemen for horsemen. Introducing the ChipLink system, powered by Lipchip, where a 15-digit unique ID becomes a key to unlock not only identity, but also health paperwork, owner information, and even photos of each horse. So simple, even a child can do it. The future is here. The future is Lipchip. Enhance your horse's performance, fitness, strength, and rehabilitation with state-of-the-art equipment. ETI treadmills offer the finest European engineering, the highest quality filtration, and no chemicals are required. Follow Equine Therapy International on social media or at equinetherapyint.com. Equine Therapy International provides technologically advanced therapy for horses worldwide. The Horse Talk Show broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. I'm Louisa Barton from the Horse Talk Show and we're here on location at Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital in the horse capital of the world, Ocala, Marion County, Florida. And we have Dr. Adam Kayot here and we're going to chat about something that's come up recently in the news. Sadly, uh, in Wisconsin, some horses died uh, from blister beetle and some others were actually left very, very ill. Uh, it was a very sad situation. I'm going to talk a little bit to Dr. Kayot about the blister beetle and uh, having done some research and studied up a little on this. Apparently, one of the biggest issues is when hay is cut and baled at the same time rather than left to dry and the blister beetles get stuck uh, in the crimper and it's hard for them to get out and they can be very, very harmful to horses. So I'm going to talk to Dr. Kayot a little bit about that. Dr. Kayot, how are you? I'm well, how are you? Lovely to have you back with us. Um, tell us a little bit about your experience with the blister beetle. Well, luckily, I don't have a lot of experience with the blister beetle, um, but, um, you know, the blister beetle is, uh, it's a nasty little thing. Um, it takes, it's, it's very toxic um, to horses. Um, even a, a ingestion of a little bit of the body of the beetle can be um, very, uh, can make a horse very sick. So, um <clears throat> The, the, the thing that makes the horse the, the sickest is the, the poison, which is called cantharidin, and it, um, it shows up as it causes ulcerations, uh, typically of, of the mucosa of the mouth, can cause ulcerations of the digestive tract, and um, depending on how much um, the horse ingests, that kind of determines the severity of the problem. Um, it can be treated um, if it's gotten, you know, if it's diagnosed early enough and if it is a lower load. So if they didn't ingest as, as much and, and there's no, there's no, you know, parameter. Well, if they ingest just 
this part, it, it just kind of depends on the horse, you know? Um, so you supportive care typically is what you give um fluids they can have some electrolyte abnormalities because they're they're losing um fluid th through these ulcerations and that sort of thing and they're they're losing electrolytes so they need to um be supported that way um uh, you can try like activated charcoal and things to minimize the the uh, toxin uh, activated charcoal, mineral oil, any of those things that can bind to whatever toxins in the digestive system so that it doesn't go systemically. Um, it, it's tough because um, it, it is in your hay and, you know, needle in a haystack, right? Like, and they're, they're small little bugs. It's not like, you know, they're just going to jump out at you or you're going to, they're going to be easily seen, especially if you're feeding in the morning and you're in a hurry and you throw, you know, two flakes of hay to each horse, you're not looking for blister beetles, you know? So, um, uh, it can be kind of scary because the, 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 the symptoms are, are relatively quickly occurring anywhere from three to 24 hours. So, um, you can have you can start seeing some of these issues, fever and, and ulcerations and that sort of thing. Um, <clears throat> to try to avoid it, they're most commonly found in the Midwest, Western states like Oklahoma, Kansas. Um, they're most active in the summertime, like August. You know those months, July, August. Um, so. When you're, um, if you're obviously concerned about that, um, you know, you can find out where the hay came from. Um, you can find out when it was cut. Typically, um, they tend to occur in, you know, your later cuttings. Uh, so if you get like first cutting is less likely to have the beetle in it than a later cutting because of, of their, their life cycle and how they, they progress through the summer, through the summer months. So um, you know, you, you just be aware of that thing. Like I said, um, I have never personally seen it, knock on wood, and I hope I don't see it. Um, the, the interesting thing about that and, uh, is that, um, you remember a few years ago we were having the creeping indigo concern, right? The creeping indigo, right? So this was this big, this weed that grows and, they can have a lot of the same symptoms, actually, with the mouth ulcerations and hypersalivation that happens with the creeping indigo. Um, I, I, so I guess those are two different things to consider if you see this sort of thing. Um, creeping indigo is kind of nobody talks about it anymore. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like hot and everybody was worried to death about it because, you know, obviously yeah. if you get these horses that pass because of it, it, it you know, a hot button topic, but nobody talks about it anymore. And, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of researching over this blister beetle and I, I come across this and I started thinking, well, I, I remember this creeping indigo thing we had and I, th and I did see a horse that got into it a few years ago. And so it, it was, it was very similar. So be careful where you, you know, just be aware of where you get your hay, try to be as informed as you can be on what cutting it is, what state it came from, those sorts of things. And, you know, if you're, if you're worried, you know, just, uh, try to, you know, they, they kind of look like, a. 
I don't know, like a firefly almost, like a lightning bug kind of looking thing. And they're actually only about one or two centimeters in size. So if like me, you're feeding sort of early in the morning in the dark, or if you're feeding when you, and you know, it gets so dark now at 5.30 when you get home, if your hay is outdoors and it's not in a lit area, it's very, very difficult. It would be very hard to see a one or two centimeter bug in your hay. But one of the things I think I would say is buy from a quality location like you said ask a lot of questions you know do you know if this hay was cut and baled immediately because apparently that's when they can't escape if it was actually cut left and then bale later that gives them a chance to run away and I don't know that this would necessarily help but I always shake my hay flake out completely for the horses before I leave it for them and I would imagine if they're running around in there and you shook it out that would alarm them somewhat and perhaps they would take off and so I'm just always one to shake it out and make sure it looks okay and I I would think that would help Um, now I know the clinical signs you talked about like mouth sores I know there can be some lethargy Um, I read that they can sink their whole mouth in the water trough to try and like ease the discomfort of the mouth sores anything distinctive that you can look for that would maybe tell it from poisoning in a in a from something like a creeping indico and are there any really um, significant tests that you can do to actually prove that's what it is to treat it well you you can test for that the the toxin cantharidin um you have to i I believe it's in in the fecal material you you can test for it in the fecal material toxemia in horses when ingest you know when they ingest something toxic is clinically speaking is is pretty similar no matter what they ingest you get this ulceration you get um, possible fever, you could get diarrhea, you could get blood in the stool, any of these things that irritate the lining of the bowel, you know, so um, you you can test for that poison um, to, to see if it, it is that, um, but typically it takes a while for them to, you know, get the results back, and your horse is either probably going to be passed or better by the time you really get um you know get get the answer either way you treat the horse the same you just try to support the horse as best you can um and hope that they didn't ingest a large quantity of it and um you know i think your i think your idea of shaking the hay out and sure any chance that the little boogers could fall on the ground you know is better so yeah Well, we got to wrap this segment up. Um, A lot of information. Uh, Certainly, as I said, make sure you're getting your hay from a very reputable source. Uh, Personally, I buy my hay from Larson's and Seminole. uh, Great quality hay. But I know there's good quality places out there you can get your hay. But ask questions. If you have any concerns or your horse shows any of these symptoms, immediately call your veterinarian um, because the supportive care as soon as possible is going to certainly extend the chances of the horse making a very quick recovery. Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital, 35. I'm here with Dr. Adam Kayot, Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Peterson Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care, and our broadcast sponsor, Larson Farms. Also, thank you to supporting sponsors, DAC Vitamins and Minerals, Seminole Feed Stores, Piranha, TT Distributors, and Midnight Rose Equestrian. 
This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. tired of the rigors of keeping your horse's water troughs clean and free of algae, you need the Drinking Post Waterer, an automatic waterer for horses, livestock and cattle, field tested for over 40 years. The Drinking Post Waterer is the gold standard of non-electric automatic waterers. Check them out on Facebook or find them on the web at dpwaterer.com. from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton, host and executive producer of the Horse Talk Show. In the studio with me, I have a special guest, top equestrian show jumper, Dory Douglas. Dory, thank you for being here with us. It's such so an fun, honor. Yeah. Such a pleasure. So fun. 
Tell us a little bit of background um, on you, and, uh, and I think you started out with Oreo Cookie when you were very little, and um, I know your mum kind of got you, got you rolling at a young age, and so kind of start us off there. Um, so my parents still live south of Boston. Um, my mother, Karen Douglas, runs a local fun show stable, and that's where my sister and I, Bridget Douglas, grew up riding. Um, we kind of like traveled the local circuit. It was kind of a joke between our family um, and everybody else that like we never really went to Disney World, but we went to all the horse shows that we could go to. So they were big promoters um, of us kind of experiencing and doing things versus just like going to school dances and or going on vacation. So it's funny how like my sister and I, Bridget, she's four years younger than than myself. Um, we kind of look back on it and we're like, wow, our parents really did raise our raise us right because it was more about experiences and less about, um, again, like I said, like going on vacations or yeah. doing other things learning, like that. Learning horsemanship skills, right. learning work ethic, of course, because you can't have horses and not learn work right. ethic. Right. And um, just having that Having that experience, so your mom was a rider too. Mm -hmm. She actually she was on like one of the first IHSA teams at UMass Amherst, and that was actually where my dad played. Um, he played hockey there as well, and that's kind of where they met. And um, she ran Stonecroft Farm with her best friend um, Jean Smith, and that's where my sister and I grew up riding. Wonderful. Mm. So tell us about Oreo Cookie. She was an eight hundred dollar um, Pinto or paint pony. I don't really know the difference, honestly. Uh, one that, is one is one is a registered paint that has to have like a quarter horse and thoroughbred background, and the other one, a Pinto, is one that is the color of a paint but doesn't necessarily have that. Well, she was a small pony. She was a small <laughs> pony bought from an auction for $800, and um, we didn't know that she was in full. Oh, wow. So she had a baby that we called Jasmine, and, of course, she came out all bay. I remember this. She came out all bay, and we weren't, like, breeding people at all. And, of course, we, like, ended up selling her when she was, like, four or five months and um, basically, like, Oreo cookie was kind of like the introduction for me and my family into the hunter-jumper world. Because my mother, till that point, kind of more did, like, some dressage, some eventing. So she was kind of like the first... Um, first step. The first step into competing in the hunters. And, like, we kind of, again, traveled around locally, and we were champion pretty much everywhere we went <laughs> at six years old. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, yeah. So kind of take us then forward to horses and kind of the beginning of, of being on a big horse for you and, and the direction that took you in. Um, I think we always kind of, again, like made do. We like found horses that um, like changed leads, jumped cute enough, made them our own. Um, we would like kind of buy and sell a little bit as like my sister and myself and my mom and like I did a little bit of catch riding in high school. Um, and I think kind of in our own little way, we kind of made ourselves like kind of like a little known family and we did it together. And um, like I said, like we gave up, we kind of chose at that point, we gave up school dances and we gave up, um, I don't know, like some friend things because we always loved going to the horse show. You want to be at the horse show. Yeah, exactly. That's how you spent your weekends. That's how right? we spent our weekends, exactly. <laughs> um, 
So I think, again, looking back on things, like it was a really cool way to grow up with your sister and your family. Mm -hmm. And I mean, even my dad will say to this day, if I want to hang out with my girls, I got to go to a horse you show. Go to the horse it's, yeah, it's the same thing. <laughs> got to be a horse show, dad. Yeah. So then bring us kind of to Ocala and, um, and the farm here uh, where, you, where you are now. And we're going to share with you if you're watching on either social media or TV, you'll be able to see... Um, we some real nice videos and action. Um, tell us a little bit about coming to Ocala and kind of what what brought you here and and the farm that you are where you are now and and the, that relationship I know is phenomenal. So believe it or not, I did actually graduate from college with a bachelor's degree in economics and math and communications, and I traveled for a couple of years abroad um, in Southeast Asia after doing that. And you taught um, English. I taught right? English, yep. Yeah. And I kind of felt like I was always drawn back to the horses, whether it was riding or the business or um, in any aspect. Um, so I actually originally came to Ocala. I was going to braid for this one lady. And I found a room on Craigslist. The most expensive thing I owned at the time was my MacBook computer <laughs> and my Toyota Corolla. And I um, met these people on Yard and Groom. And I approached them and they said, oh, no, actually, the position's filled, but we think our neighbors need somebody to work for them. And the neighbors happened to be Mike and Tracy. And um, the first thing Tracy said to me was, are you strong? And I was kind of like, yeah, I got some muscles. I'm pretty strong. And she was like, no, are you mentally tough? So um, that's kind of how I started working for them. And yeah, that was 12, 12 circuits ago. Wow. Mm -hmm. So Mike and Tracy McCormick, MTM. Um, and and you, so you've been there with them for a long time. Yep. And what's that experience been like? I mean, obviously to be with the same the same farm, the same people for that long, it has to have been a good experience. Right. I think that, um, I think like loyalty is a big quality to me. And I think um, being able to do things for better or worse, it's become like kind of a family. Um, and like originally it kind of was because they have so many sail horses, you're going to not only get the opportunity to ride, but the opportunity to see a lot of things because they have so many horses coming and going. Um, so I feel like as a young professional, I guess at 34, which I still consider myself, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, definitely, you're able to, um, you're just able to see a lot. And I think the more you see, the more you learn. And, um, that's kind of where it originally started. And you've had a lot of opportunity to get on younger horses too that still needed to be brought along. So that experience has probably been uh, priceless as well because, you know, getting on that perfect made horse, although it might look lovely, um, it's really nice to see horses when they start to accomplish things that you've worked with them on. When well, and I think that's the whole MTM um, business model is that you're happy to see horses that you've brought along then go ahead and do well with other people. And Very I rewarding. also think um, Mike and Tracy themselves, they're able, they were able to give me so much opportunity where maybe others wouldn't because... It just happened to be a really 
It just was the right time. It was the right time, and like obviously Mike can't ride them all, and Tracy can't ride them all. Right. So then I end up riding some of the ones that they can't ride, and then it just a little bit snowballed from there. It's really incredible. Um, just share with us, we're in the last minute of this segment, but who is this here? Um, so this is MTM Lola, LOL. She'll be competing at the International Derby Finals in Kentucky this coming week. Um, this was her at Aiken last year. Um, and she was like, she was the top money earned horse for the 2021 show season. Wow. Hold um, that thought. We're going to come right back. We're, we're actually at the end of this segment, but we're very fortunate we have Dory for two. So stay with us on the Horse Talk Show and we'll be right back. Current equine microchips can migrate by up to 30%, causing difficulty when scanning. With over 70 years of collective horse industry experience, Lipchip offers a new, more effective method of microchipping, partnering with veterinarians and technology experts to ensure humane and practical microchipping. Lipchip was built by horsemen for horsemen. Nowadays, the performance horse industry is in need of both integrity and transparency. Lipchip is the future of horse microchipping, with cutting-edge technology functional for every discipline. Find Lipchip on social media and for more information, lipchipllc.com. The future is here. The future is Lipchip. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a salt water spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. Welcome back. <laughs> 
to the horse dog show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. <laughs> with your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Back in the saddle again. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're fab. You're switched on. You're a bit of all right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. The Horse Talk Show broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Back on the second half of the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio in the CEP downtown, Ocala, the horse capital of the world. Maria Lacasse, my co-host, is out this week. I have the uh, honor of having top equestrian Dory Douglas here with us. And we've been talking a little bit about her career, starting out as a young child with ponies, the horses, through the hunter-jumper world with a very supportive family, a sister who rides, parents who've, uh, who've been alongside her for the journey. Now here in Ocala at the MTM farm uh, with the McCormicks and Lola, uh, we got to see there in action who, as soon as she sent me the photo of Lola, I fell in love. I was like, oh, I love that face and what a kind eye mm -hmm. and what a lovely horse. And uh, she seems very special. So wonderful to see her there in action. And she's actually going to, the, uh, to Kentucky to mm -hmm. compete. And that's coming right up. It's, she'll be leaving uh, this coming Friday. How exciting. And then she'll be competing a week from Friday wow. is the first round of the International Derby. Wow. How do you think she's going to do? You think, is she ready? I think it's, um, again, from her getting injured back in April. Um, I think we're all still a little bit shocked as how fast she recovered. Um, but now I think that she's ready for the pressure and she's ready to show and she's ready to kind of compete in kind of, again, the class that this is like her class for the year. It's um, it's a $100,000 um, international derby. There's logs, there's brush, there's hay bales. Um, I think the most unique thing about this class is there's really no other class you can do to get yourself ready for it, um, for better or worse. The jumps are big. The crowd's amazing. Um, so, yeah, I can't wait to show her. It's really, really exciting. Mm -hmm. So talk to us a little bit about the the incident and how she got hurt. And then I kind of want to switch it up and, and take us to the Equine Performance and Innovative Center because we really want to get the word out and focus on how many top equestrians that we've had tell us that the difference in the in the in the healing process for these horses is phenomenal. So share with us and, and we're gonna have some some video and photos to share as well. Um, while you're talking, but tell us a little bit about kind of the arrival at Epic and kind of why Lola was there. So she was hurt um, in the middle of April. We were actually all, me, Mike and Tracy, were actually all watching um, one of our German friends compete at the Miami Long Jeans Championships. It's like literally the show on the beach. Mm. So we're there kind of like hanging out, partying, whatever, taking a time off. Um, and she was back at the farm, and she's never really been great in turnout. She's not one of those horses that you can just leave out for hours, and everybody knows that. So I don't know if she was stung by something or what, but she basically reared up on the fence, 
Um, her armpit was severed to the point where you can oh. basically fit two hands in it. Um, her oh. left front ankle, um, luckily nothing was in the joint, but it was also had to be stitched up. So to that point, from the farm, luckily where we are in Ocala, there's so many different choices. Um, she went to a place that they ended up knocking her out completely to stitch it up. Um, when I got back on Monday, um, I knew that whenever she was mobile, she had to get to Epic. I had and still do have a really good relationship with Dr. Perez. He actually doesn't work at Epic anymore. He moved to Georgia. Um, but between Dr. Perez and Dr. Rulon, I knew at the point that she was able to be moved. That's where we wanted her to go. So I think it was two or three days later, we got a, a couple guys, Mike himself came, we loaded her up on the trailer. Um, and then from there, she arrived to Epic and started the rehab. Um, and so, I would say the best thing that I felt so good about there, every time I visited her, they were doing something with her, whether they were giving her meds or pulling her out of her stall or doing some sort of therapy, no matter what it was, somebody was always with her. Um, and I think we were all on the same page as, I'm not a wound doctor. They said, like even the place she was at before, bring her home. We're like, okay, there's flies, there's heat, there's all these different factors. There's a lot we, to address with a large wound like that. Right. And we always just kind of wanted to like move forward and make sure she was comfortable. Um, so I think between doing the hyperbaric chamber and them, all the medicine she was on and all the care that she got, um, it's actually unbelievable. It's miraculous, yeah. really, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it's it's incredible to um, to to see what they're able to achieve with the different therapies and, and having the horse there on site, boarding where the horse can actually be taken care of and monitored and watched and uh, I was just actually in that in that barn the other day and was pleasantly surprised at how I didn't see flies and and how clean everything was and how amazingly well they took care of my little miniature horse who was laminitic so um, just a, a, a incredible place but you you kind of remarked and you you know this happened in April and that's not very long ago and and now the horse is able to compete do you feel like without that visit and that time spent at the Equine Performance and Innovative Center that Lola wouldn't be able to be ready to compete against. So I mean, so. I think when it initially happened, nobody even knew she was gonna live. I mean, we were so worried about her even Surviving. severing the joint and how they were so, um, not only was Epic and Dr. Perez and Dr. Rulon worried about what was happening at the time. They were also so good about following through with the secondary things that could happen. Like just for example, so since everything kind of happened on our left side, she was so weight bearing on the right. So between ice and between bandages and between also taking care of that right front, right, that to me right. was the difference. I hadn't even thought of that, but you're right, because when a horse takes the weight off one of its front limbs due to an injury accident like right. this, that right side is immediately going right. to get more pressure on it, which can cause laminitis. Right. So that's something you have to be really proactive and proactive, prepared. Right. Exactly. You know? And Lola herself, I mean, she's not a small girl. No. She's a big, slow, hunter derby girl. So... Mm -hmm. It's a lot of weight on the right front. And I think, like, again, between everybody kind of working together, between the farriers and 
them. I mean, it's actually unbelievable how she's recovered. And, and ready to go and compete again. And, 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 and how she been training once? How long was she actually at the Equine Performance Center? I want to say six weeks. Wow. Yeah, that's great. And so during that time, she had probably, she probably was in the hyperbaric chamber. I'm sure they probably did vibration plate, um, cold water spa. I mean, she initially started where she was at the stall so close to the hyperbaric chamber because she couldn't even walk. And then she gradually worked her way out. Worked her way out. Exactly. So Um, it was the hyperbaric chamber really that to her. me, the hyperbaric chamber really was what it was because her wound itself was so deep and you can see her actually in there. So they wet him completely down so there's no static electricity. Um, all of her shoes were pulled. You can see the left front was wrapped. Mm-hmm. That's where she had a big bandage on. And then you can't really see this picture, but her armpit itself, um, that's where the big laceration was. So their whole idea was they would give her all the antibiotics and all the medicine right before she went in. So then the oxygen itself just kind of went through her system and all that medicine even more. So I would actually completely give her full recovery to the hyperbaric chamber. That's amazing. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. And she's ready to go and compete at this level. At the highest level. At the highest yeah. level in, in just really a few months. Yeah. So it's, it's miraculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, hats off to uh, Dr. Rulan and the team, Dr. Perez and... Uh, Equine Performance and Innovative Center are rehabbing this horse back to, wow. Dory, thank you so much for sharing your uh, life with us. And um, and stick around for a few more minutes because we're going to come right back. And um, we've got some great photos to share with you um, that Henry has sent us. So uh, stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Palm Chevrolet, and broadcast sponsor, Larson Farms. Also, thank you to supporting sponsors, Equine Therapy International, Nirvana Medical Spa, the Equine Performance and Innovative Center, Summit Joint Performance, and Equigreen. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and service hassle-free and easier than ever with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. Nirvana, Ocala's premier medical spa, is leading the way in great skin with all the newest in treatment options, offering prejuvenation for younger clients and rejuvenation for all ages. Nirvana knows you want to look your very best, but we've all seen people with the telltale signs of too much work. We want you to look like you, just better, brighter and younger, with all the newest and best in technology and all in the most beautiful surroundings. Like Nirvana Medical Spa on Facebook and find them on the web at nirvanamedicalspa.com. Become a better, brighter and younger you. Piranha, your trusted leader in insect control for 50 years. The official fly spray for World Equestrian Center. From the strongest water-based equine spray in the blue bottle to the familiar and longtime favorite in the yellow bottle. Wipe and spray, we've got you covered. If you're looking for effective plant-based fly spray, then look for our zero bite in the green bottle. Check us out online at piranhainc.com. That's P-Y-R-A-N-H-A, piranhainc.com, to learn more about Piranha's entire family of products. Piranha, it works. My name is Dr. Natalie Solomon. 
I formulated Equigreen with cutting-edge science and technology alongside the passion that is represented by a lifelong love of horses. I created a product that I would trust for my horses because they deserve nothing but the best for their bodies. Horses rely on us to take care of them, to love them, to respect them. This is how Equigreen came to life. Equigreen, CBD for your horse that you can trust. Hey, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. The Horse Talk Show broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Back on the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louise Varton. In the studios in downtown Ocala, we had Dory Douglas with us. Um, we wrapped it up with her. It flew by, but I did want to give her her goodie bag from Piranha here on air with um, lots of goodies in here. Ode Away, um, Legacy, Piranha. I've got some lip chip goodies in here for you. It's telling you about lip chip during the break. So goodie bag for Dory. Yay! Thank Dory, you. thank you so much. Thank it was you. such a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for sharing your epic story. I'm going to switch it up to Henry Jones. Send us some uh, photographs, current photography. Um, Isaac's going to pop those up there for us. Um, this is incredible here. Uh, the Bing Crosby uh, winning your in for the Breeders' Cup, American Theorem, who is by American Pharaoh. And um, that's a great photo. Uh, he's been uh, there at the races and, and been sending us some great pictures. We feel like we're there. I think we have one of a hawk, too. Uh, that one I want to share with you. That is just something new to me. I didn't know anything about this. This hawk is nine years old, I think. His name is Toothless. And he has been the drone protector there for um, seven years. I didn't know that they even did this. But this guy here... He keeps some um, other birds and, and whatnot off the drone camera that, that uh, is on the track there. And I thought it was pretty cool that a hawk does that. <laughs> it was pretty neat. So um, great photos. I think we have some of Mike Smith maybe as well, Hall of Famer Mike Smith, dear friend of ours. I love that one. I sent that one to Mike Smith and said, look at this. And he said, I love those. Um, so well done, Henry Jones. Uh, and thank you for sending and, and sharing with us. Some of the experiences can't be everywhere. So... Uh, it's great to uh, to see your work. Another one of Mike Smith there. Uh, I love Royal to see ship. Mike Smith. Hmm? And Royal, ship. Royal Ship, that's right, on Royal Ship. Uh, so love to see Mike uh, racing, still racing. Great guy. Stays so fit and healthy and uh, wonderful. Winning you're in there. For the Breeders' Cup, of course, we'll be chasing the Ocala connections to the Breeders' Cup over the course of the next few weeks and following up with some, some coverage of the Breeders' Cup. And uh, we've always got a lot of connections here. So um, we're going to take it over to uh, to some... Oh, nice trophy. Uh, taking it over to some uh, raining. We were um, fortunate to be invited by Shannon Rafus to, uh, to the raining, to the North American Stakes. Um, this past week and we got to be there at World Equestrian Center and we've got a, a little chance to chat with Shannon that we're going to share with you and then we're going to close out the show um, with Matt Mills in the last segment so hope you enjoy this Shannon Rafus. I'm Louisa Barton the horse talk show and Equus Television here at the World Equestrian Center visiting with Shannon Rafus this week during the North American reigning stakes a pretty exciting week with some top competitors. Tell us a little bit about this competition. 
Well, the competition at this particular horse show, we have been a partnership for three years now. It was two horse shows that came together due to COVID, which was a very cool story. Uh, but we have had it in Lexington, Virginia, and we were growing. So we chose the World Equestrian Center as our new venue. So we had the ability to spread out and grow. And this particular event is the number five event in the country for the National Riding Horse Association. So we are very proud of that. Uh, this week, we are seeing a ton of riders from all the way from our Green Rainers up to our level four professionals. A lot of our Run for the Million guys are here. And we're all vying for almost a million dollars in payout money. Wow, that's amazing. And And this week, you've had... I think a wedding anniversary and a birthday and your daughter's in Oklahoma competing and you're trying to run this and then you're riding too. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, it's kind of like hell week or maybe, you know, hell two weeks, but it, but it's good. I mean, it's, I wouldn't, we wouldn't have it any other way. I, I love being able to put on big events and I love being able to bring great events for our sport to the people here, especially in Ocala. This is in my backyard. Um, it's super nice to be able to see all of the people coming out to support the show. Uh, we've had a ton of phone calls just from the public that have interest in it, which is very exciting. We all love, I think you'll notice that uh, in, in a lot of your interviews, you'll know that these guys, they just love to be able to talk about what we do and our sport and our horses. So being able to give that venue and that platform here in Ocala has been amazing. I saw your photo on Facebook of all the horses lined up down the barn. How on earth do you juggle this, like all of this? It's incredible. I watch you and think, how do you do it? And then your daughter's in Oklahoma. She is. So my daughter's at the AQHA Youth World Show. Uh, today's her birthday. She is. She has three finals today. Um, and we've tried, she's been out there for almost a month. Uh, and the, so my, it's my husband and myself and our assistants. And then we have about 28 horses here. So, yes, I pull like quadruple duty. Um, it's called You Don't Sleep and Your Husband's a Saint. That's how you make it through. <laughs> Um, the man is like Superman. He, if I don't sleep, he definitely doesn't sleep, but, um, it, you know, it's just, it's just what we do. You just get used to it. You know, it's just a lifestyle and you get used to it and you have customers that help you and push you along. We have an amazing team of people that help us. Our customers are amazing. They're making sure that we're fed, that we're hydrated, that we have everything we need. Um, we don't really have to walk five steps to get much done. So it's, it's pretty amazing, but the horses are awesome. Uh, they were super prepped before they got here. We've had an amazing week so far. Uh, you know, you couldn't ask for anything better. It's, it's a great life. So tell us one thing you really love the most about raining. The people. I mean, I grew up in this business, so I started raining when I was 12. So this is like family and it just keeps extending and extending and extending from, you know, from the people that have been here all over all the time to all of the new people. It's, it's addicting. You know, you, you have all these people in your life and then you're constantly bringing new people in. And that's the name of the game. The people are amazing. That's why I love to coach. Um, I love the people aspect of it. Uh, you, we have so many different kinds of people and, and they come from so many different backgrounds. And it's everybody's got a great story to tell. Um, and then you have the horses. I mean, how do you not love the horses? They're like Ferraris. You know, they're, they're so broke. They're so dynamic to watch. Uh, but it, the, the industry itself has just been good to me. So I always choose to try to give back and be good to it. Well, you certainly are. And what an event you've put on. This is phenomenal and to real top names, really top riders here. So pretty impressive. Thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. I've got some great friends that came out to support and uh, we hope everybody comes out and has a good time. We've got a big event Saturday night, huge event Saturday night. Um, these guys are going to be amazing and they're going to put on a great show. Wonderful. Thank you so much.
Shannon Rafus here at World Equestrian Center for the North American Reigning Stakes. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television. Shannon Rafus, a great uh, supporter and contributor to the show. We really appreciate um, her introductions to some of the top reigning people. And I got to meet these folks, which was huge. Um, really, really cool to meet Mandy McCutcheon and um, Tim McQuay there and a Hall of Fame uh, folks who have been in the reigning industry and have accomplished great things in their family. Both sides of those families have, have really done amazing things uh, in the reigning world. So kind of like meeting reigning royalty um, there. And uh, Shannon also made sure we met Matt Palmer, Matt Mills and some other folks um, there we got to watch in action at the North American Reigning Stakes. And uh, it was a great event. Shannon always does an amazing job at everything she puts together, juggling husband, daughter, and a number of other things. So uh, well done, Shannon. Thank you. And when we come back after this break, we're actually going to have uh, Matt Mills with us, who we got to interview um, during the event. And then we'll be sharing in the future um, an opportunity we had to talk to Matt Palmer as well. So um, lots of great stuff coming up. Uh, on the show but and I'm also really excited that possibly next week we'll have Dr. Tiffany Atterbury um, BBM with us to talk about her trip to the Mongol Derby so I'm hoping she'll be with us next week but stay with us on the show coming back uh, with Matt Mills. Thank you to our presenting sponsor Palm Chevrolet and broadcast sponsor Larson Farms. Also thank you to supporting sponsors Equine Therapy International, Nirvana Medical Spa, the Equine Performance and Innovative Center Summit Joint Performance and Equigreen. Hi, I'm Alan Davies with Equine Therapy International. Today we're at Engineered Equine Performance celebrating the new saltwater chilled treadmill. This particular chilled equine saltwater treadmill is a game changer. As you can see, the finest materials are used, the filtration system, coarse, fine filtration, no chemicals. We use UV, ozone, combination of filtration to keep the highest water chemistry standards. Being a saltwater unit, only the finest stainless steel and materials are used. That's important when it comes to longevity and cost of service over the life of the unit. This unit also has integrated massage jets with fine bubbles and coarse air bubbles for the therapy. The control system on this is Siemens industrial grade, top of the line technology, straight from Germany, but also serviceable here in the US. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, MagnaWave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage, and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages, and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. This show is brought to you in part by Summit Joint Performance, promoting a healthy, thick synovial fluid, decreasing inflammation in the joints and improving the cushioning properties of the cartilage pads. All age horses can benefit from Summit Joint Performance.
Maria Lacasse of Midnight Rose Equestrian's background is in natural horsemanship and dressage principles with a main focus on maintaining a balance of communication and correct biomechanics between horse and rider. Come to her farm or she'll come to yours. Allow Maria to help you and your horse to unwind and balance to increase performance so that you can both be the best you can be together to build a lifelong partnership of success. Maria Lacasse of Midnight Rose Equestrian is a graduate of the Equine Natural Movement School for Equine Structural Integration and a Florida School of Massage graduate. Find Midnight Rose Equestrian on social media and on the web at midnightroseequestrian.com and book your massage for your horse and you right away. Hey, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. The Horse Talk Show broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television here at the World Equestrian Center for the North American Reigning States. We got a chat, a chance to chat here to a champion, Matt Mills. We actually just got a chance to see him ride and, uh, and warm up a little bit as well, which was fantastic. Matt, tell us a little bit about you and how long have you been around horses and specifically how long have you been reining? Yeah, so yeah, I've been around horses my, my whole life. Um, I've been doing reining since I was 18, man, for longer than I want to say. It's probably been about 25 years <laughs> I've been doing it professionally. I'm originally from the West Coast. I was in Arizona for about 25 years, and now I'm in, uh, I'm in Texas. I'm a big Texan, weather for Texas. So, yeah. well, at least you're used to warm weather then. <laughs> Yo, man, warm weather. Yeah, we've been having more of that here in Florida. Yeah. Right. Tell us a little bit about this competition that you're part of here um, at WEC this week. Yeah, so here, the North American is, um, I mean, it's a, it's a huge, it's all of a sudden, it's a big show. I mean, it's at this facility, which I've heard about here, the, the World Equestrian Center. I've had friends send me pictures, video, and they've just raved about this facility. And then so moving to Texas, it kind of opened up the country for me. And when I saw this event um, with specific horses that are eligible for the futurity, and then um, they had a derby, you know, I thought, man, this would be a great opportunity to load up and come out and man i mean we're staying here on the grounds in the hotel and the restaurant i mean it's uh feeling spoiled i don't want to leave <laughs> i really don't want to leave yeah well you know we can arrange we can find your farm <laughs> yeah i'll tell you what it's pretty fancy around here Indeed. tell us a little bit um a, a real big deal obviously um is competing for team usa um that's huge and winning the gold um, share with us a little bit about how how that made you feel. And was that kind of the the top of your bucket list? For I, I would think it would be. Yeah, you know that was one of those things that happened. Um, I was pretty young, and um, I mean for sure a huge highlight of my career. And you're not really even thinking about it at the time; it just kind of happens. And um, then you start kind of reflecting on it. You go, man, that was a heck of an accomplishment that um, not many people can say they got a gold medal. But um, <laughs> right. I mean for sure, just an unbelievable experience, and really kind of brings back some of the memories here driving around and seeing the jumpers and, you know, the hundred jumpers and the, and the stadium course set up and all that kind of reminds me of, uh, Aachen, Germany, where, mm -hmm. where we were at kind of has the same, same vibe to it. Was there a lot of pressure? It has to, has to feel like a lot of pressure team USA, right? Yeah, it's funny. You know, I mean, it's a competitive, you know, we're in a competitive sport, obviously do it all the time, but, but when you add the team aspect to it, 
and there's others, you know, relying on you, then all of a sudden you feel like, man, I'm riding for my country. I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. It does. And, uh, and, and, and USA is always um, matter of fact that, you know, done all that international competition, never lost. So, you know, you want to be part of that team to give up the first loss, but uh, yeah, it was, it was an absolute, um, absolute blast. Well, I hear you have an amazing wife and children, Karen, Alec, Emma and Ryan. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Ryan is here. Um, Karen's here also. She's uh, cruising around, probably taking care of something to get get everything ready. But uh, super supportive. Um, my son Ryan, he's probably the most talented in our family, riding wise, and he, that's just not his thing. He's he's wanting to get into car racing. So actually, next weekend, I'll be at a uh, dirt cart, uh, dirt oval track in Texas, watching him on a go kart and making his debut. Um, in a, in a race so uh wow. horsepower just uh, different just a different kind so family time a little basketball and golf i think when you're not riding horses yeah you know um the basketball not as much my knee's not as cooperative but um try to play a little golf anybody that does this professionally knows there's not a lot of free time uh with the horses because uh if there's free time there's something more to do with them but but yeah we try to try to get a little something in you know for sure maybe now we've added with with texas a little little jet skiing on the river (laughs) tell us about your clinics and also your subscription-based learning program online because i think especially through covid and and times when people can't necessarily travel to clinics for whatever reason maybe they do have a lot of courses at home how they can access learning from you um you know online and and what they can get out of that yeah, well, that's one thing that I have a passion for. Another thing I have a passion for is teaching. Um, I, I've always been a student of the game. I remember as a kid growing up, anything I could read, um, watch, I was doing that, trying to improve, didn't matter the discipline. And um, now I'm trying to pay it back. And, you know, I've done a lot of clinics in the past, gone overseas, gone all over the place. But the problem is you're only hitting a small number of people, and I only have so much time. Um, and that's why about eight years ago, I um, started my online program where I'm able to share a lot of information with thousands and thousands of people. So I've got hundreds of tutorials which are set up for people that have their horses at home that either they have a reigning horse, they don't have a trainer, don't have access to a trainer, and they want to do it themselves. I've got step-by-step stuff that's so simple that they can do themselves. But then also I've got a lot of riders in other disciplines that, um, you know, just because you know, it's, you call it raining. Doesn't mean you can't try it on your horse. Doesn't mean they're going to do it like mine, but you can make your horse, you know, handle better, do some things better. I've had some people, actually some jumpers, barrel racers that have taken the same techniques, applied them to their horses and, um, and seen benefit. And I just, my wife and I both, we just really enjoy hearing the stories about people, you know, having issues with their horses and able to watch some video, be able to improve it. And, you know, then they always, you know, they like to reach back out and, and kind of give us a progress. So you just go to my website, mattmillsraining.com, and there's a seven-day free trial where you can sign up, you can watch, you can binge watch them all if you want. Um, <laughs> I'm putting new ones up all the time where you can watch, and then there's just a little small fee that, um, you know, a monthly fee that um, is really nothing compared to what we spend on all these horses. And like I said, it's kind of my way of able, you know, being able to give back. Because a lot of open-level riders um, and the, the pro ranks, like like me, that we just don't have a lot of time. So, you know, your amateurs don't have access to that type of instruction. So it's it's my way of giving back. That's amazing. Well, I did read that a lot of your um, clients and people who have signed up said that not many people can can compete, train, and then also be an excellent coach, but that you excel at that. So hats off to you for 
Uh, well done. You've obviously got a lot of people uh, really impressed and you've helped a lot of people as well. So that's wonderful. Yeah, thank you. That's, you know, what it's all about, you know, with, with being with those horses. And, um, you know, I mean, ultimately that's what it comes down to. And I mean, I'm competitive. I want to win at the highest level, but I, I do, again, I like to, I like to see people getting, getting better with their horses. Well, we love your story, Matt Mills. I want to thank you very much. You can find Matt Mills uh, at his website and also on Facebook and other social media outlets. And you can follow him. You can also join his subscription and learn an awful lot at home. I wouldn't suggest seven days of binge watching. I'd say just uh, just stick with it. You can learn a lot from this guy. We watched him ride. Thank you, Matt, so much. Louisa Martin for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television. Thank you again to Shannon Rafus for that opportunity. It was great to chat to Matt Mills. And um, if you saw the QR code on there, if not, roll back and hit that. It should take you right to his website. So wrapping up the show for this week, great guests, wonderful opportunity to chat to Dory Douglas and uh, her to share that epic experience with us. Uh, hope to be back next week, hopefully, with Dr. Tiffany Atterbury to share some stories of the Mongol Derby with you. Um, I'm hoping I'll confirm that later this week, whether you're in Ocala, Marion County, the horse capital of the world or not. Happy horsing around. Till the same time next week.